Welcome everyone to the Happy Hustle Podcast. I'm your host, Kerry Jack, lifestyle entrepreneur, professional model slash actor, biohacker, and eco-warrior striving to make a positive impact on this planet. My goal is to inspire, educate, and entertain you while reminding you to enjoy the journey, not just the destination, as you happy hustle for a life of passion and purpose. I am so grateful and humbled to be spending some time together today. Now let's dive in. What is up, you beautiful happy hustlers out there? Carrie Jack here, and I hope you're having a super blessed day. Truly, just enjoying this very moment right here and right now. And in this episode of the Happy Hustle Podcast, we have uh, Mr. Dane Espigard, who is a culture consultant who teaches, assists, and executes the implementation of culture around dream achieving. Yes, dream achieving. The system is bottom up and puts the emphasis on the development and personal lives of the team member. Dane works with companies in a very simple manner to get the culture started and leaves them with some very easy to implement steps. He is also the best-selling author of The Dream Machine. He's also Cutco's one of their top salesmen of all time. He's a real estate investor. He owns mobile home parks. He's also a front row dad, which is how I actually met him at the front row dad's live event. And he's a happy hustler. And he's someone who I'm super stoked to actually have on because in this episode, we talk about how to achieve your dreams in nine different categories. And these, these categories, like it's specific to your lifestyle. And then he provides Thought joggers, which are thoughts that jog your brain to creating your dreams. And he also has the Dream Vault, which is like software that can help you actually operationalize the dreams that you set forth. This is a really cool episode. We actually talk about sales too at the end. Stick around if you really want to up your sales game and make more money. This is a powerful episode, one in which I really enjoy. Dane is just a really cool dude. And I think you will also enjoy it. And when you do, please do me a solid, share this with one person, just one person who could get benefit. That's how we spread this message with more and more people and also stay in the top 0.5% Global Ring shows out there based on downloads. It's because of you. It's because you shared the show. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Now, after a quick episode sponsor break, we're going to be diving into this episode of the Happy Hustle Podcast. Real quick, let's face it, being an entrepreneur isn't for the faint of heart. You know, as a business owner, the key to your success is finding a healthy balance between investing time and energy into building your company while still finding happiness outside of work. Hence, the happy hustle in systematically harmonizing that ambition and well-being. But if you're drowning in the day-to-day administrative tasks and ready to build more balance into your schedule, well, Belay can help because they've actually helped me tremendously. See, Belay has spent over a decade helping thousands of busy leaders like you and I delegate time-consuming tasks so that you can refocus your attention on what matters most and ultimately maximize productivity by intentionally matching you with exceptional US-based virtual assistants and accounting professionals. The last thing you need is to hustle yourself into a state of burnout. Trust me, I've been there. It sucks. So schedule a call today with Belay and get back to accomplishing 
what only you can do best. Learn more at belaysolutions.com forward slash happy hustle. That's belaysolutions.com forward slash happy hustle. Now let's get back to this episode. All right, Dane Espigard, welcome to the Happy Hustle Podcast, my brother. I am super stoked to rock the mic with you. Happy to be here. Yeah, man. This is going to be a fun one. I mean, you are a passionate husband and father, first and foremost. You are a serial entrepreneur as well as an author, and you're a happy hustler, my friend, who has a pretty epic book called The Dream Machine, which was a bestseller on Amazon. And I'm really excited to talk about dreams and how you can actually create them with your team and your family and for yourself that you actually, you know, accomplish them and and not just like put a goal on paper like many of us do, especially around the new year time, but actually Mm -hmm. create a tactical system around, you know, ultimately creating your dream reality. So really pumped about that. But before we get into all that good stuff, Dane, what is something interesting about yourself that not too many people know? Uh, so, so this, I'm going to go in a little different direction. I don't know if this, this would be, you know, like the two truths and a lie type of deal. Um, a lot (laughs) of people don't know this about me. I have not met anyone that can also claim that they have been ticketed or pulled over by a cop on a horse, a bicycle and a police car. Uh, so I've been, I've been ticketed all three. So, okay. We got to unpack this. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so a, a bicycle a horse cop and a, and a car in a car cup all three is that is, okay. yeah separate situations but yeah that's hilarious what 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 were the reasons let's go i mean they were all you know slight driving infractions i got uh two of them were in omaha nebraska downtown they have mountie cops mm. and uh i i was like Pulling up to the building, the loft building that I lived at, and allegedly rolled through a stop sign as I was going to park, and there happened to be a horse cop right there, so he just pointed. And I'm a rule. I'm. Uh, I don't have the ability to drive off. It's not in my integrity. So I just sat there and waited, and shame, you know, shamefully took my ticket. And the same thing <laughs> happened with a cop, where he uh, pointed at me to pull over, and you know, I sadly pulled over and waited for him to pedal up and and give me a ticket. So. But, uh, That's not, not, it's not like they were fun stories, but just the fact that uh, maybe I'm a pushover and just pulled right over for them. Yeah, you know, that's that's good morals, though, brother. I will say, I noticed you went to the University of Madison in Wisconsin, and speaking of getting arrested or ticketed or pulled <laughs> over, I peed in public at Mifflin, which I'm sure you know about oh. Mifflin. And which is like a, for those people who don't know, it's like a 50,000 person block party. It's absolute mm-hmm. carnage. And I got arrested and uh, got, it was, it's a long story, but I, I had a fake ID on me. I was younger, you know, went to, yeah, I, I got put in the slammer for, for a night. It was no, no bueno. So um, yeah, that, that, that actually shape my trajectory I, I i have since not returned to madison but hey. it it will be etched in my brain oh that's good i thought you were gonna say i since have not returned to jail i was gonna say that's positive then but you said madison <laughs> i love madison well I, you know what i haven't been to uh, jail either after that so that's okay, good. good so you yeah, good. yeah. 
Well, speaking of freedom, uh, let's talk about how to create, you know, um, effortless segue here into Mm -hmm. more freedom for people to create their dream life and their dream list using the dream machine. It's an A to Z guide, basically, on how to set up the culture of achieving your dreams for the workplace, essentially, but also for yourself. You know, the book really breaks down that 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 dream process. Talk to us about, first and foremost, the genesis of the book and why did you write it? Yeah, um, I, I'm a firm believer in having some targets to work towards. And <clears throat> I definitely, I've always been somebody that's grown up with, with ambition and uh, big ideas and, you know, big desires for my life. And I got started with Cutco Knives. A lot of people know that company as a, you know, student sales opportunity. So I did that when I was at college at University of Wisconsin-Madison. And um, enjoyed their mix of entrepreneurship, you know, uh, the autonomy of that, the personal growth aspect. And so I stayed with them post-college. The first major like national event I went to, they hired a speaker named Matthew Kelly. And he came in and, and ran an exercise for us on creating our dreams list. And so that was back in 2007. And I remember that just giving me a ton of energy because it wasn't about you know, at that time I was selling knives. It wasn't about selling knives. It was about what do you want to do with your life that is not related necessarily to what you're doing at this very moment. And I, that, I took that home and started using it with my team and everybody that I talked to about it got a ton of energy. And so I used it for a little bit and just like a lot of personal growth things, you know, it was really exciting for like a month or two months and then, you know, kind of returned to doing the same stuff I was doing before. And then I had an f- opportunity to move a couple times within that company and start a team from scratch. And so when I was doing that for, what would that have been, 20, 2012, 2013, right around those years, uh, I, I had already started a couple of teams. So I went through the process and said, if I were to start one last team that I was going to be on for and lead for the next 10, 15, 20 years, what would I want that culture to be that I'd be really excited to, to always be you know, on fire and engaged? And I settled back on people achieving their dreams. And so Mm. 2013, I dove back into the list with my then girlfriend. Uh, We got, you know, we got our notebooks back out, recreated our lists. And then we started kind of chipping away at it and accomplishing things personally. And I've always fallen into the the leadership mantra of, you know, you've got to lead from the front in terms of if you want culture to be a certain way, you've got to be willing to embody it. So that first year, my wife and I, girlfriend at the time, we just lived our lives out loud in front of our team and talked about, hey, we crossed another dream off. Hey, we're doing this because it's on our dreams list. And then it really spread and, and has, has become the main thing on our team. We've dialed it up now to be a full culture and a full system, but that's kind of how it started. Wow. And, and you know, the thing that I really want to echo is you lived it first. You did it by example and then you talk about it i think that's where many people now especially in this whole like influencer fake guru Mm -hmm. you know everyone stands in front of a rented lambo and pretends they're an expert uh culture um you know they they don't actually have the experience to lean on you know and and it's just it's it's difficult to discern who is the real deal and not so i i love that you actually did this lived it got the results and then talked about how to replicate them with others. So talk to us about the first step because just a, just a fun fact for everyone. So I met 
Dane at Front Row Dads Live. And we had an amazing convo in the back of the room. He actually inspired me to really join FRD full on, which I have since. And he then facilitated a, a dreams workshop for our families and the FRD community. And um, it was awesome because you break it down in a way that you just like essentially brainstorm your dreams, but in a methodical manner. When you're talking about the book and, and, and really breaking it down for, for people who are like, maybe they're like goal setting wasn't second nature. What, what, what is like the first step? Let's get tactical. Let's give the happy hustlers some, some real, you know, juicy things that they can maybe even pause this episode and like get after doing is, is there a first step? Yeah, I think with, when it comes to like just first step for anybody in general, it's, it's putting pen to paper and it's Mm. coming up with what would be the exciting, you know, the exciting stuff to achieve. And so in, in the book, I talk about the nine categories. It doesn't, my way of doing it is not the right way of doing it. It's just what works well for me. I think, I don't really think there's a wrong way for somebody to go about it, but getting pen to paper on, I like categories because I think it allows the individual to compartmentalize, right? And say, okay, well, hey, this category of my life or this area of my life. And, you know, we all too often will say, well, here's my personal life and here's my professional life. And, you know, we all know we've got one life and they bleed over into each other all the time. And so I think it's helpful to say though, what are my family dreams and what are my health dreams and what are my travel dreams? And we, you know, I don't know what the number is, but if you were to talk to somebody that even says like, oh, I don't really dream a lot. If I were to say, we're the, hey, give me five to 10 places you'd be excited to go visit in the US, they'd probably be able to do it, right? If I said, yeah. give me, give me your, what's your favorite sport or activity? Cool, what would be some highlights in that? They'd probably be able to list some things off. So I don't buy the idea that people you know, don't dream. I think that we all give it different titles. Some people it's daydream, some people it's, you know, set goals. Uh, and, and I think that just putting pen to paper gives us the freedom to say, oh, this is cool. And, and you know, it's like any brainstorming thing. Five leads to 10, 10 leads to 20, 20 leads to 50. And all of a sudden somebody looks up and they're like, oh, I got 60 things written down. That would be pretty cool to do. Yeah. Yeah. So, so true. You just got to like put pen to paper and just start listing the things that you desire when it, comes to those nine different categories. Let's break it down for people. You know, name the categories if you would. And then how many do you recommend starting with in each category? So I always start groups off with travel first, because I think that's Mm. the easiest for people to get to switch into an abundance mindset, right? Uh, Where it's like, oh, there's a bunch of places I want to go. And so within travel, I think you could break it down to a few different questions of like, where in the US would you want to go? Where in the, you know, where in Europe, where in the world? But we use a ton of thought joggers to get people thinking with that. Then I I go to what I think is a natural uh, next category, which is adventure. Because a lot of times Mm -hmm. as you're thinking about travel, you know, you're like, wow, whitewater rafting or, you know, going hunting or whatever. So then we go to adventure. After that, we go to material. Mm-hmm. Then I'll typically go to financial and career. Yep. And then after that's kind of where it starts to get into the less of the check it off the list item. A lot of the dreams that we talk about are aspirational. Like, how do I want to be? Who do I want to be? Um, they're mm-hmm. not necessarily like, oh, I traveled there. And so now therefore it's done. Um, so then yes. after 
the financial category will go to um, health. Then we go to, and that's mm-hmm. both mental and physical. Then we go to family and relationships. Then we go to creative, like new skills, that type of stuff people would like to have. Then there's spiritual. Mm-hmm. And then the last one we go through is legacy. How do they want to be remembered and what kind of impact do they want to leave? Mm. Yeah. yeah, those are great. I mean, similar to you, like our whole framework at the Happy Hustle is our 10 alignments of being a happy hustler. It's our soul mapping framework. It's what the book's all about, our courses. And, and it's a way to, again, systematically harmonize the ambition and the well-being. And I think it's important to break it into categories. Like we have, you know, selfless service, optimized health, unplugged digitally, loving relationships. That's the soul, right? Then mindful mm-hmm. spirituality, abundance financially, personal development passionate hobbies, impactful work, and then nature connection. So similar in, in, in many regards to like what you yeah. have listed out, except you're creating dreams around them. What we do is we measure ourselves from one to five in each of these 10 different yeah. categories every single week. And then we prioritize change accordingly. And thus we are balancing our day, thus our week, thus our lives with these different areas that, you know, are important. I, I really liked the thought joggers that you brought to the yeah. table when you were doing the dreams workshop, because, you know, what, like a lot of times we just get stuck in our self-limiting patterns of, you know, whatever our mindset is or whatever we've seen on, you know, TV or, you know, we've heard a friend say, give us some thought joggers for let's just do a thought jogger for each category, if you will, you know, sure. like. I know you t- I know you talked about, you know, travel. Let's start there and then kind of take us through it if you would. And then what I want all the happy hustlers to do is actually like be an active participant and just write down one dream for each of these nine categories. Is that cool, Dane? Yeah. Absolutely. So I think a lot of it comes from same thing with journaling, right? It's like what are your prompts? And that, that yeah. to me is what those thought joggers are, right? They just get, get your juices flowing. So when it comes to travel, I'll usually start in the U.S. and I start, you know, all the way in Hawaii and say, hey, have you ever wanted, been, have you ever wanted to visit Hawaii? And if so, who would you want to go with? And if it's mm-hmm. not there, it's let's say, you know, what national park would you love to go to and what would you want your experience to be? Right. Do you want to camp? Do you want to be in an RV? Do you want to stay at a really nice lodge? Right. And so the more descriptive we can be the better uh then when it comes to adventure i usually with adventure there's a ton for that category but i'll usually go to like hey what's the hobby or the sport or the the activity that used to give you a lot of joy that maybe you don't do as much anymore as an adult you know so for golf like what would be the golf course that you'd love to play around on or what's the tournament Mm. that you'd love to go see i'm a big sports guy so i have on my list like See the Packers in the Super Bowl. See the Bucks in the. I'm from Wisconsin originally, so you know it's like all of those listed out. Um, it, it may be a you know what's your are you really into wine? Cool. What would be the premier experience for that? Do you want to go to Bordeaux? Do you want to go to your favorite vineyard? You know that type of thing. Um, mm. Material. A lot of times it depends. You know, I'll, I'll gear it towards the audience or the crowd that I'm that I'm working with. But if it's material, a lot of times I'll go to, hey, house. What what would be the the best upgrade? Everybody's got a big to do list in their house, right? What would be an awesome enhancement or upgrade to your home? Maybe it's uh, that outdoor barrel sauna, right? I just mm. uh, two, two weeks ago, I just uh, for Christmas we got 
a dream off my list. I got an awesome cold plunge. Um, yeah. You know, so something like that, that, that is on the material thing. It could be, a, uh, and again, it's different. When I was, I made my first list, I think when I was 22. So my material category was massive, right? As a young 20s, I was like, <laughs> yeah. every luxury car you can think of. And, and now my material ones way less, but they're more for like the home or, you know, something like that. Um, let's see the next one, financial and, and career. This is where we'll typically introduce tiered dreaming. So this could be mm. something as simple as, you know, let's say I'm talking to entrepreneurs. It might be, you know, um, let's say they, they own their own business. It's like, you know, I want to, uh, whatever their mark is, like I want to acquire, well, for my, I'll give you one, my, my new software that I just launched for the dreams, uh, the dreams vault on, uh, for a dream, I have, have 50 companies using the software. And then after that I have a hundred and then I have a thousand. So it's not something mm -hmm. that it stops. There's, there's more layers to it, but the first 50 would be really exciting. It could be a, yeah. have five streams of income and then 10 streams of income and a hundred streams of income. It could be a net worth number, you know, something like that. Yeah. Um, let's see family and or the health one health is that's also a specific work for where somebody's at. So if you've ever wanted to do a Ironman or marathon, or it might even be just get blood work done, do a food sensitivity test, do, yeah, you know, yeah. a genetics test. Um, I just brought somebody on my team. Their Christmas gift was acupuncture. Uh, nice. cause they had that on their dreams list. So I was like, well, I'm going to, I'm going to gift you that. So maybe that could be, yeah. You know, somebody's on there too. Uh, the family and relationships, that I'll speak to you as a, as a fellow father and husband. For that, there's a lot that I have on my list that are like, hey, what are, you know, what are some things that you want to do with your kids? So we have on ours solo trips once a year. So my wife just mm -hmm. took my, one of my daughters to Salt Lake City last weekend. So we crossed that off the list, right? Um, we also have on there, be specific about what the best version of you is in every role that you have. So I have on my list, be a great husband. And that's not something that I can just like, you know, Hey, crush that today. Check that off the list. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. a, so the more descript somebody can get on like, well, what does it mean to be a great husband? To, you know, for me, and I write that stuff out. And so every time I look at it, it just reminds me of, of who I'm trying to, you know, who I'm aspiring to be. Mm. Um, What's the next category? The creativity and skills. This could be, have you ever tossed around the idea of learning a new skill? Like maybe it's a DIY project, right? Or uh, maybe you want to, you know, build a fence or maybe you want to learn how to make wine or, you know, something that if money were totally taken care of, what would, what would really engage you up here? Maybe it's a, you want to take a Muay Thai class or jujitsu class or something like that. Mm -hmm. uh, the spirituality could just be, Pray more. It could be find a church. It could be read the Bible. It could be get more involved in your church. And then lastly, yeah. the legacy is typically how do you want to be remembered? What kind of impact do you want to make? Um, do you, how do you want to be remembered in your family? And how would you do that? So in other mm -hmm. words, is it a book of your lessons? Is it setting up a trust for your family? Um, do you want to volunteer? Do you want to give away all your money before you, you know, before you pass? You know, what are the... Yeah. What's that lasting, the lasting impact? So that kind of gives you a little taste. Uh, yeah, man. Crush those thought joggers, Dane. Man, off the cuff. I know, I know this is your, your, your specialty, but that's why I wanted you to do it is because those thought joggers really take it from, oh, cool. There's categories too. Oh, wow. Now I'm actually like 
I got my mind turning, you know, yep. and I think that is really important. We have like action tasks, sample action tasks for each of our 10 alignments, you know, where it's like, yeah. all right, selfless service could very simply, you know, just give 15 minutes of your time today to somebody who needs yeah. it, right? Mentor or, you know, whatever, you know, for optimized health, drink a gallon of water, like little action tests, take it from theory to operationalizing it. Right. And I, mm -hmm. I think that's where the thought joggers come in. Um, I really appreciate those categories too, because, you know, I don't think many systems go deep enough. And I feel like that covers the majority, you know, where, where you really, you know, it's not just like, um, like you said, personal and professional life, that there's a lot of, of subcategories that need to be addressed. You know, the travel and adventure and material and financial and career, uh, health, family and relationships, creative, spiritual legacy, these, these categories, all the happy hustlers out there, I really hope that you actually sit down and like go through this workshop, um, or this, this book, and then just doing a workshop for your own, you know, self. And then, you know, you mentioned the software. Talk to us about mm -hmm. that and how that actually applies. Yeah. So I, when I started, I had been doing the dream stuff since 2013 in my organization. It got sticky. People were loving it. We got it dialed in to be, you know, more of a system. And then what we had settled on, even when I launched the book in 2000, what was that? 2021. Um, we managed almost everything just through Google Docs, like Google Sheets, mm -hmm. where everybody would make their dreams list. They'd share it with me. And on a team aspect, why I'd want visibility of that is I want to see what your dreams are. I want to know, you know, hey, you're on my team, but you're, you're a lot more than just somebody who works on my team. You're an individual. You're working towards your own stuff. So the idea of it, behind engaging an employee or a team member around their dreams is to really get to the core of who that person is. And also shift the conversation from what you do is not the job. The job is meant to be the vehicle for you to live the life of your dreams. Apologies for the interruption, but I got to tell you about something super exciting. My new book, The Happy Hustle version 2.0 is set to launch soon. And this book is completely revised and entirely enhanced. I'm talking about all new scientific data regarding happiness, all new design and layout. We professionalized the entire manuscript using a very prominent company in the publishing world, and it has way better of a flow to it than the first iteration of The Happy Hustle. This new book can really help you put the happy in your hustle and blissfully balance your life in a systemized way, both personally and professionally. And if you act fast and you actually pre-order The Happy Hustle, you can get over $350 in bonuses. We have a masterclass that's exclusive for people who pre-order. We have a workbook that's exclusive. We have the audiobook that is going to be sent out to people who pre-order it. We have amazing Blissful Balancer PDFs and templates for the perfect partner page and so much more. And if you want to actually get the book on pre-order and get all those bonuses, you just have to go to thehappyhustle.com forward slash book and claim your copy today. And I would so appreciate it. And I know you would actually get a lot of value from it because this book is really destined to change lives if you actually implement what's inside. Now that's it. Let's get back to this episode. Peace and love, y'all.
So we all are doing work for different reasons and, and, you know, hopefully somebody finds a spot that it totally aligns with all their values, but that's, that's not what most people end up in. Right. And so I don't think somebody has to find the job or the occupation that perfectly aligns if they're fulfilling themselves through pursuing their dreams. So the software, what it, what it was meant to do, and I'm super excited about it because we just launched it like two months ago. And so I've been for the last couple of years with the book launched and I'm like, Oh, we got to have something that can help people integrate this. Uh, yeah. and so partnered with a front row dad that you now know as well named Ali Jafarian. This guy's a, yeah. he's a stud and, um, he is, he, he helped me build, or I shouldn't say help me. I gave him the ideas. He built it. And, uh, <laughs> and it's great. So, so basically everybody like tonight I'm doing, uh, uh, I'm, I'm onboarding a company. So I'll do a dreams workshop. And then at the end, everybody loads up their dreams into the software and then HR, leadership, management, they can view everybody's dreams lists. So like for me and my team for Christmas shopping, instead of saying thank you with a random gift certificate, I, I like went into everybody's dreams list. I had my own budget and I spent money. But the great thing was I knew 100% of those dollars were well received because it was on their dreams list. It wasn't just a generic yeah. thing. Everybody's yeah. gift was different. But it didn't take me a lot of time because I had shopping lists essentially for everybody. And, um, yeah. and then what's nice is in there, they get to activate dreams. So basically, that's just goal setting where they say, these are the five I'm going to try and do in the next six months. They set sub steps just like you do if you were goal setting. They assign target dates to those. And then I, as their manager, as their leader, I get they get reminders, but so do I that they have one coming up. So if you're on my team, Carrie, and it says... You know, Kerry's going to book a trip for his family and the target date is February 1st. I'd get an email the week before that says, Kerry's supposed to book a trip in a week. And then I could just engage you on that topic and say, hey, man, anything you need to support, you know, or make sure you book it. It's on your dreams list. I've done with my team before where they'll say, I want to sign up for that tough mutter, right? Or something like that. And then I'll just show up the week of that they're supposed to book it and say, hey, I looked into it. It's a hundred bucks. I'd love to split it with you to show that I'm invested in your, in your health goals. Right. And it's yeah. an easy 50 bucks, but it's all, it goes so far to them because it also holds them accountable to that. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, that's awesome. Well, where can people go to actually like get, is it publicly available or is it only for your, your corporate clients? I think well, it's, it's for open, clients. Right? A workshop, but it is for you know for corporate clients. It's if you go to thedreamsvault.com, there's a spot on there where somebody can like book a demo, which essentially is just gonna oh, like cool. show them how the stuff works. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is awesome. Yeah. And, and oh, go ahead. I was gonna say we have it priced where it's a hell yeah. Like in other words, I wanted this to be something that was anybody who's into dreaming that looks at the prices, they're like, oh, that's it. So that's where we have it priced right now. Yep. Yeah. That, that's awesome. And I, I think I got a demo on that dreams workshop and it, it, it looks top notch. I am curious just cause I know a lot of entrepreneurs out there myself, you know, I don't know how much, you know, my backstory, but I was a tech entrepreneur prior to being this lifestyle entrepreneur. And, uh, I had a tech company in New York city. We built this algorithm around quantifying feedback and we had this whole big data play and it was a whole thing. You know, we had this five-year exit planned out and, deals with Microsoft and IBM on the table and seven figure VC funding. And I just burnt out. That's really what set me on this path to become a happy hustler. 
And one of the things that I'm getting now back into is creating SaaS software as a service for the Happy Hustle framework. Because like you said, we're just using right now Google Docs for all of our yeah. happy hustlers who, you know, to track everything. Um, for those people out there who are interested in creating SaaS, give us the pros and cons from your recent perspective. Wow, that, that's a great question. So I am, man, I'm so inept when it even comes to the language around what, I, what just got created. So yeah, <laughs> I, knew, I knew something needed to be created and I knew that the workshops that I run are fantastic, but it's kind of like a steroid shot in the arm where it's great for a month mm. or two months, but unless somebody has something for the backend implementation or integration, it's, it, it's less likely to last, right? So, yep. um, so I interviewed, I want to say six different um, the, and they were all a little different. Some of them, I, there was one that was like a think tank where they take your idea and you kind of, it was a weird arrangement, but I had some friends that had gone through it and said it was good. Uh, then I met with some, just some tech developers and I had quotes all over the board for how much thing this was going to cost. And what was so scary to me was the black hole of like, well, I could spend blank and still not even have a finished product. Right. Yeah. And so what I settled on, and I shared this at FRD, and I'm a firm believer in this, and this is why I love the dream stuff too. It's like just putting it out in the universe. And I know that's like the fluffy, you know, just pray and put it in the universe. And But <laughs> so many times this has worked out for me that if I just tell enough people, somebody connects me with the right person. And this Ali guy, we were talking before we started taping, we went on a off-the-grid front row dad, like there was four of us hiking trip up in the mountains. And while we were hiking one day, I was talking about the dream stuff, how inspired I was and excited. And the book was already out and they were asking what's next. And I said, I'm, I'm, I've been looking for a company that can build the software. Little do I know Ali, who's right next to me hiking, has the skill set to do exactly what I'm talking about. And he doesn't say a word. And then he's just like, oh, cool. All right. All right. And, but I also, as he was sharing on this trip, he was trying to get rid of things on his plate. He was trying to create more yeah. space. And so I think that was August. And then that November, he reaches out and he's like, hey, man, have you found a company? And I said, no. And he goes, I've been thinking about it a lot. I could do it. And I was like, what? And he goes, I, I can build, a, I do exactly what you're looking for. I just was trying to say no to more things but I can't get this out of my head. I believe in it. I believe in you. And so we, we made a partnership and, and I was more than happy to do an equity thing with him because for me, this is, uh, uh, I think, th I think the mission of this is huge. I want it out there and I knew that'd be probably the fastest way to get, to get a great product out there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think having the right team is a really, uh, great takeaway from that you know, if you are going to create a partnership, you know, make sure that there's someone you, you know, like, and trust, cause you're kind of, yeah. you know, you're getting married in a sense, right. If you're giving yeah. equity away. Right. Um, but I do hear you with like, it is a black hole, the SAS world. And, and, you know, frankly, you could build it and then no one want it, you know? So I think yeah. it's important to pre-sell it, you know, um, Dan, uh, Martell, I don't know if you know Dan, but he he was mm -hmm. on the pod and and he, you know, he talks about like pre-selling your SaaS. Like if you don't collect like actual 
credit cards numbers and pre-orders for your software as a service like don't build it like people will tell you that's a great yeah. idea all day but unless you right. collect actual hard cash so i think there's just it's very glorious in nature because you know people see these um, massive market valuations of of saas companies with you know respect that they deserve a lot of it but then there's you know the a graveyard of SaaS companies too. Yeah. So I'm wondering what are you doing right now to avoid the graveyard and to, uh, to get into the glory? So, uh, you know, I don't, I, I, I'm interested to listen to what I say right now, a year from now and two years from now to see if there's any, <laughs> you know, <laughs> there's any validity to it, but like right now it is, um, we're super lean in terms of the team, which it makes us really nimble. Um, we're also not, I'm not married to it has to be a certain way. So the first companies that we onboarded onto the, uh, onto the platform were companies that have been using my dreams system for the last couple of years. Like I went in, spoke to their team a couple of times. They're, they've, been, they've got the dreams culture going without the software. And so what's great is they're my first paying clients and I'm, you know, uh, I, I've, they're front, a lot of them are front row dad companies. And so what's great is that the feedback is fast. It's not this formal. It's like, Hey, they text, Hey, I think it'd be really cool if it did this. I think it'd be great if it did this. And we're at yeah. this stage are able to evolve it and make sure. So I'd say we're hearing the feedback immediately. And, uh, yeah. and these guys know that the first companies that are on, like, Hey, I need you. I need you to help me kind of co-create this as it's out there. And so that, that's kind of been the mindset that we've had thus far. Well, I think that's a really important mindset, you know, to listen to feedback from real users and then adapt, evolve and iterate based on that feedback. And especially with SaaS, but this goes across the board for anybody's product or service out there. Like if you're not talking to your, your customers, like, Ryan Levesque says, right, with the ask method, you know, you, you need to, you need to ask them, you know, um, another FRD, um, you know, brother who uh, who was at the Front Row Dads Live. And, and it's really cool to get that feedback, positive or negative, and then make those changes, then witness the reaction, too, because then people know you yeah. actually are listening and then they're invested deeper in the co-creation. So I think that's I think in a, in a year or two from now, you'll be uh, pleasantly surprised and pleased with your response there, Dane. So, uh, so cap on the I'm old back for you, brother. I, I'm not very techie, but I, th I feel like I'm, I, uh, I'm very self-aware. So that, that's a, that's a strength. Yeah, man. Well, I do want to like hard pivot before we get into the happy hustle hacks and just ask you, you know, you've sold millions and millions of dollars uh, worth of Cutco products and, and, selling anything, you know, there's a, there's a, a way to do so where it's not scammy, sleazy, you know, it's, mm -hmm. it's, you know, it's full of integrity. Um, it's pressure free. I, I love sales personally, the art of the deal selling high ticket. You know, I've logged thousands of hours on zoom calls, just selling millions of dollars with the other people's in my own products and services. And I think like, it's a superpower to be able to sell. And I'm sure mm -hmm. you would agree, you know, mm -hmm. what is your frame when you get into a sales um, 
conversation? Do you have like a like a preemptive mindset? Because I think this is where many people go awry and then they get that uh, commission breath where it's like this icky yeah. stench and people are like, totally. oh, this person breeds desperation, dude, like back up, you know? So like, I'm wondering what's your, your sales frame prior to a conversation? I think for, I think it's a great question. I think the individual that's going, like the sales individual going into the consult, the presentation, <clears throat> the presentation, I think number one, approaching with an abundance mindset which is win-win exists. Yeah, uh, yeah. Also, I need to be really aware of what all the options are that I have the ability to sell this person. And then the, the other main approach is what's in it for them, right? It's the whole, yeah. I've, been, I've heard it referred to as the radio station, W-I-I-F-T, what's in it for them. And yeah. the idea there is, you know, I'm, I'm not here to sell my blank. I'm here to help solve an issue for this person. And if I don't have something that fits what they need, I should tell them that, right? Or I should refer them in the, in the right direction. And if yep. I commonly find myself not having a solution for each person, I'm probably selling the wrong stuff. But if you have a great product, if you have a great service, more often than not, you have a solution for them to say, oh, this is it. And what I think is so important is that if I'm approaching what's in it, what's, what's in it for them, what's the best for them, I'm not going to be so stuck on, I have to sell this package or this one thing. It's, Hey, I could see this benefiting. I could see this benefiting. I love options closing. I love being really upfront with people, right? I think the opening is really important of any sales interaction to say, Hey, I've got some, some great products and offerings. And by the way, I'm going to hear what you need. I'll explain what we have. And if I feel like there's a great option, I'm probably going to ask you if you want to get it today. Right. And so I tell people that right up front, no matter what. And then um, I think just being very transparent about, you know, where you're at is the individual, whether that means goal sharing, whether that means, you know, being relatable, being open, talk about your family. Like I'm, I'm a very open and transparent you know, individual in, in everything that I do, including a sales interaction. Yeah. I, I think those are sage words. I really appreciate the upfront nature that you possess. And I think just being straight up with people, like people's BS meters are higher than ever these days, you know, yeah. like they can detect a little snake in the grass. And, yeah. you know, if you're just like, hey, listen, you know, I got some products that you might like and they could potentially positively enhance your reality. If it's a fit, would you like to hear about them? You know, and it's just, you're you're keeping it real. Um, I do think most people though, they lose the sale by not having two things, ethical keyword here being ethical scarcity and urgency. Mm -hmm. What's your take on ethical scarcity and urgency and how do you create it in a sales interaction? So I think, you know, part of the pitch needs to be like, why buy now? Right. Why make yep. the decision now? And so. Yeah. If you're grabbing at straws at that, they can tell if there's a, yeah. you know, I think that there's always a way to structure it, that there's some sort of price break, a benefit, a plus one, a something for making a decision yeah. right now today. Um, I love selling a product or a service that is, here's your benefit to make the decision today. But at the exact same time, I'm going to offer you a, you know, money back period. So I'm not looking to, stick you in this corner and say, you got to make the, Oh, I got you to make the decision today. That's it. It's like, well, Hey, here's a benefit to decide today. Cause I think we're both having a great conversation about this. And it seems like this makes sense. 
But at the same point, I believe so much in what I'm selling, my product, my service, whatever, that if you're not happy in 15 days and 30 days and whatever, I'll happily refund your money because I'm really confident in what we provide. I think that's the way to balance both in an ethical way. I yeah. was in, in, I like carrying it. It is small. I was training somebody for some, a high ticket sales position. They came from, you know, they interviewed for the position. They had experience. And we were talking about this. And I was talking about, hey, and, you know, make sure that you're up front to say, here's why buy today. And then here's what we could honor for you if you find out that it's not the right product or service. And, and the guy goes, and then would we give them their money back? And I go, what are you what are you talking about? He goes, well, I've been other places that we talk about that, but then we make it really difficult to get their money back. I was like, no, that is, we absolutely would honor that with a hundred percent certainty. And he's like, okay, I just wanted to check. But you know, to, it was a great guy, but to his credit, like his experience in the sales world was not that. And so I think that's a really yeah. important thing to stress. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really agree with you. The, the satisfaction guarantee, we have a happiness guarantee with all our stuff, but here's the difference. It's conditional in that they actually have to show up and yeah. do the work. Yeah. So I'm a big proponent of those type of guarantees, a blanket money back guarantee. Um, I, I like it for like supplements and those kind of things where the trust is low and it need, you need to have that yeah. peace of mind because chances of someone like, in, you know, returning a supplement is, is very small anyway. Um, yep. I know one of our sponsors um, by optimizers, they have a 365 day money back guarantee. It's pretty epic, yeah. you know, and it's like, like, okay, I could try this for a whole year, you know, <laughs> for like, yeah. a, you know, $50,000 mastermind. It's like, oh, I just didn't go to the, the, the things, you know, I, it's I, like, <laughs> I'm with you on that care. I think that it definitely needs to be like, but you got to show up, you got to do some stuff. You can't just say. Oh, I chose not to do yeah. it later, right? I, I totally align with that. And getting my start with Cutco, that's probably why I'm also biased that way. They have a forever guarantee. And what I saw is yeah. that when you told people, you can return it whenever you want forever, what is that? It automatically means we got a phenomenal product if we're willing to do that, right? So you're probably yeah. not going to need to return. Same with the supplement company that you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, I'm really glad I went there with you because, you know, I value your experience in the in the sales game, man. And I think, you know, it's something that it needs to be talked about. People, it almost has this like, uh, this like, um, I don't know. It's like this, this label, like sales, there's like this, this yucky thing that it, 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 it doesn't yeah. get like talked about. And it, I, I don't, I don't think that that's necessary. I think sales are a part of everyday life. You sell your kids to, you know, get to bed on time. You, you sell your wife on date night, you, you know, you sell yes. yourself on going to the gym. Like you gotta have sales a part of the game, you know? Can I, think, can, I, uh, can, I share, can I share a kid's story real fast? Please. My, my daughter, I, I talk about sales often to my girls and my five-year-old totally pulled a, a options close on me the other day. <laughs> And I was so happy. She go option closing, say, you know, would, would, would you be more interested in this or this? Instead of yes or no, it's this option or this option. And she, yeah. she comes up and goes, they had some friends over. She goes, can we watch a show? And I said, no, you got friends over. What do you, like, go play. She comes back 10 minutes later. She goes, okay, can we watch a show? Which I had already said no to. Or if not watch a show, will you let me have candy? And I was like, what? Uh 
So she just, she already got turned down no, and then she used that to position her other offer. I was, my heart was happy, but the answer was still no. But uh, but I loved the, the <laughs> you know the sales aspect from it. Yeah, that's great, man. Uh, I mean, it, it's it's definitely you know important to to just have it a part of your conversations with your team, your family. Like, don't you know um, make the, this taboo subject talk about sales. How to do it in a in a ethical and efficient way. Um, I don't know. That's just a, a sl small caveat on the dreams, you know, topic. But I do want to, you know, kind of reference the free gift you have for everybody, because, you know, this is something a lot of people might hear this conversation and be like, this was, you know, powerful for anyone who's going to take action. Um, it, it's it's definitely powerful just to hear it, but then to take it and like, again, operationalize it. You have a, a free gift that can kickstart that. Talk to people about what, what that is and where they can get it. Yeah, so I'm just giving away the book, and um, <laughs> the idea behind that was, was you know, I got asked right away when I launched the book, and I was going to do some podcasts, like, what's the free gift? I was like, I mean, my message is all in the book. Like, I didn't, I didn't save any punches, or, you know, it wasn't, and then contact me for this. Like, people can hire me to do the workshops, but in the book, I literally spell out everything A to Z, and I don't leave anything after that. So, as I was kind of going through myself journaling on like, well, what do I want? Like the purpose of this is to get as many people dreaming as possible. I think the world's better. I think our cities are better. I think relationships are better when people are thinking differently. And so um, people can just go to uh, com slash free gift. And there's a free online or they can download a PDF of the book from there. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, it's a great gift. So we'll link that up in the show notes. Um, also, is it an audiobook as well? It's not an audiobook. Um, I, I should have an audiobook by the end of the year. I just struggle with somebody else's voice. You know. I don't oh, know you got to do it, that. dude. You got to. You got to. You got to cowboy up and do it, man. I know. I just have a priority. Yeah, especially 24. with your energy. And yeah. let me give you a word. Words of uh, you know wisdom from someone who did do it. Uh, and, and, and like, you know, probably could have done it better, but still I digress. The, uh, the, the two words of wisdom one do like a legit studio and just, just like yep. focus and, and get it done. And then two interject, like make your personality shine. I think that's audiobooks are, are becoming more popular oftentimes than hardback or softback yep. books because like someone with your personality if you could interject and like or do a chapter you know reflection or like you know it's just those are really um things i enjoy as a as a listener and i think a lot of people do so anyway yeah I, I appreciate that how Alrod just just did his redo um at a nice studio in austin so he just gave me the referral to that so Oh, perfect. Yep. There you go. Well, I do want to put you through the happy hustle hacks and then the rapid fire and we'll wrap this up. So this is just a, a tip, a tool, a tactic in a couple different disciplines and we label them a happy hustle hack. So first being health, I know health is a priority for you. Um, in order to achieve your dreams, you got to have your health, right? So do you have something a little unique though? Something that we could, that we could um, deem a happy hustle hack in the health game? So, um, I, th accountability is so big for me. If I can't track something, it's really difficult for me to hold myself accountable. So, um, I'd say my, you know, happy hustle hack for that would be using some sort of an app that tracks it. So I, 
my last three years I've been on a health journey. Prior to that, I was real up and down. But I hired a health coach for the first year who got me onto an app to track everything. And then after that one year, I knew I was like, I'm just paying for somebody to tell me exactly what to do and where to track it. And then after that, the last two years, I've just done it myself, but it's been, it's been fantastic. So that, that'd be my biggest tip for that. Yeah. Yeah. What you measure, you can uh, manage, right? So there you go. Great, Mm -hmm. great, great tactic there. Let's talk about money. You know, I think money uh, is so imperative to become a happy hustler. You have to have it, It, but it's not everything, right? It it is a tool. It's a, it's a frequency. It makes you more of who you are. What is a happy hustle hack for money? Maybe something that you do to save or invest or spend wisely. Can you, can anything um, you think of come to mind here that might be a little unique? Yeah, I think, I think you got to know how you're wired. And for me, I was really poor with my money in my 20s. And it took me a while to figure out it wasn't, it was lack of destination, which again, for me is dreams. Like I didn't, what was I going to save for? And until I got really clear on these were the things that I was moving towards, saving money then became something that was exciting as opposed to like, oh, I'm just supposed to do it. And so, um, you know, once I I started buying mobile home parks in my late 20s, and that Hmm. was a really big uh, place for me to say, I need to, I need to save more money. So I'm ready for my next down payment. Um, Mm. that, that was, a I would say is probably what the biggest shift for me, for me was then. And then also like anything else, my, my second, if I could give one more would be, uh, find, find a group of like-minded people. And that could be happy hustle group where you're talking about money and finances is one of the pillars that are in there. Um, it could be a different investing group as well. I'm, I'm a member of, um, you know, before we hopped on Justin Donald, who, uh, is a great buddy of mine, uh, talks a lot about finances and, and has a, a group centered just around that pillar. So I think having it be some accountability with, with some people maybe on the similar situation to you, I think is important. Yeah. Yeah. Great points there. The, uh, having again, clear destination and, and a reason to save. And then also, you know, just accountability in every aspect of life. I think it will enhance, you know, the, the, the reality, um, Let's talk about spirituality. Just, you know, one more happy hustle hack. Anything that you do to connect to a higher power? You know, for me, like, it's just, it's not one religion or another. I'm very spiritual, but I'm not religious. Um, I have gave it the old college try on just about every religion. <laughs> but but I just, you know, I, I I do think, not maybe not every religion. Okay, I'll, I'll just say that. But, you know, I, I do, like, I'm a learner. I'm a, I, I love yeah. to, you know, dive in, but... I just think it's important to be spiritual and, and believe in something bigger than yourself and have faith. Well, what is a, a happy hustle hack for you, a way that you connect spiritually to a higher power? So again, you know, I talk about this a lot with the dreams. I think it is so you got to know who you are. And so for me, yeah. I went through 20s and, and most of 30s not being centered around a religion. I grew up super rigid Catholic. And so that pushed me away and you know everybody has their own mm-hmm. story with it so when my kids were like three and one and four and two I started getting the desire to say man I, I really would love my kids to grow up with with church faith being at the core of it because I think it helps a young person develop their moral compass and so for yeah. me um, when we moved we upended our whole family and moved to Texas a couple of years ago one of the things on our list was like we want to find a really good non-denominational church one that doesn't you know that's more in the I uh, not the rigid rules 
but all the good stuff. And so when we moved yeah. to Austin a couple of years ago, we joined a church and it's been amazing for us. Um, and we have now relationships with other families and community that's centered from that place of faith. And I think that's that, uh, you know, you've heard community come up a few times in mind. Again, that's why I think like what you do with Happy Hustle is so great because it's just like anytime that you get like-minded people around, it's like it's only going to carry those conversations further. Yeah. Oh, that's powerful. I think, you know, and I, I actually went to a non-denominational uh, church as well. And I do, I do think just having faith and, and, you know, that, that moral compass that you talk about, that's, it's gotta be a part of the puzzle somewhere, you know, it's just, um, everyone's going to be on their own, you know, journey there. So yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Happy hustle hacks. All right, man, I'm going to put you through the rapid fire round. Then we'll we'll wrap this interview up. So this is, uh, honestly where I ask you random questions and you just answer first thing that comes to mind. Are you ready? Yes. All right. Let's get it. Favorite food. Go. Steak. Favorite movie? Anchorman. Favorite book? Nice. Favorite book? I'm going to go with uh, Who Not How. Nice. I think I know the answer to this, but what's your spirit animal? Oh, my spirit animal is a rhino. Yeah, I see that big rhino behind you. So um, that's awesome. All right. Best business advice? Best business advice. Um, it's going to be, it, it is uh, find something that you're excited about. I, I hesitate to work, use the word passion. Find something that you're excited about and then make sure that you have a phenomenal mentor. Oh, I love it. Three things you're most grateful for. My wife, uh, the country that we live in, Mm-hmm. and being in a situation where I have full autonomy. Yeah, those are great. And if you had a billboard for the world to see with your last piece of content on it, what's that billboard read, Dane? When there's hope in the future, there's power in the present. Boom, man, crush that rapid fire round, brother. And listen, man, I just want to take a moment to acknowledge you. Thank you for sharing your love, your light, your wisdom, your dream machine with the Happy Hustlers and myself. I mean, I appreciate you, man. And just I just felt the connection to you. And I'm just grateful that, you know, we got to rock the mic together, but then also to continue to collaborate and explore our friendship. So thank you, man. I appreciate you. For sure. Yeah. Thank you for the time, Carrie. It's been a blast being on. Yeah, this is awesome, man. So I always like to just give, you know, you one more chance to just go ahead and kind of tell people where's the best place for people to follow you online. And, and again, maybe mention where they can pick up that, the copy of your book as well. For sure. So yeah, any of the socials, um, Instagram is probably the one I'm most, most active on. And, and there's only, to my knowledge, there's only one Dane Espigard. So you can find it on any of those. Um, my website uh, is just daneespigard.com. And again, they can get the, the book at, at um, slash free gift. And then the Dreams Vault is the um, is the software that we put out that uh, somebody can request a free demo on there or just by messaging me individually. There we go. And we'll link all that up in the show notes. All right, Dane, final question, brother. What does happy hustling mean to you? Happy hustling to me means waking up and looking at your calendar and being excited about almost everything in there. I think that every hustle's got a little part that's like, ah, it's got to be done. I think, uh, you know, being excited that it's Monday is, uh, is a happy hustle. 
Oh, mic drop. Dane Espgard. Thank you all for watching and listening. We are out. Peace and love, everyone. Real quick, guys, I got to share with you a little secret, and that is optimal sleep. If you are not sleeping optimally, you are not going to be able to happy hustle a life that you love. You can listen to podcasts, you can read books, you can, you know, do your best to go to the gym and eat healthy. But if you're not sleeping well, you're not going to be a happy hustler. That's just the damn truth. But Fortunately for you, I have a little secret weapon, and that is magnesium breakthrough. These are seven different forms of magnesium all in one little capsule. And then you can actually optimize your sleep because it legit reduces the cortisol levels and helps with deep relaxation so that you are sleeping optimally. And the best part is they actually stand behind their products at Buy Optimizers. You get a 365-day money-back guarantee. So if you don't like it for whatever reason, send it back. Check it out at magbreakthrough.com, and you can get up to 33% off today. Again, that's magbreakthrough.com forward slash happy. Now, back to this episode. Real quick, y'all, I want to share with you something that is making a very positive impact on my physical health, as well as my mental health, but more so my physical health, because I really believe that you have to detox your body. You have to sweat those toxins out regularly in order to be optimized, in order to actually happy hustle your blissful balance and your dream reality. And one of the ways that I actually detox my body is from my Therasage infrared portable and affordable 360 plus sauna. This thing is my go-to. I love it because it's actually affordable and it is portable and it actually is made by a family-owned company that stands behind their products. And the best part is you actually get the hookup for watching and listening to the Happiest Podcast, you can just go to theirsage.com and you could just type in code HAPPY and it will actually save you over 10% on everything store-wide, but specifically the sauna. And the good thing about the sauna is it actually burns calories. So you just sit on your bum, you can burn calories, you can de- decrease the inflammation in your body, which a lot of dis-ease stems from, and you can increase the blood flow circulation, which... I'll just tell you there's a ton more benefits, but those three in and of itself are worth your while. So you guys check it out, Therasage, that's T-H-E-R-A-S-A-G-E.com, and then use code HAPPY to save yourself some money. And they got a bunch of holistic healing products on their site, but I'm just referencing this Thera 360 Plus sauna. I have the black one, love it. And uh, the cool thing is also you actually... You know, you have hand holes where you can stick your hands in. So you could be working on your laptop or reading and your head protrudes. So your brain doesn't swell. A lot of like other saunas that, you know, the dry saunas, like at the gym, potentially, um, if you have one in your gym, you know, it's like a hot rocks. Those actually swell your brain over time and have detrimental effects. And given my current brain injury from the CO poisoning, I'm really glad my head is actually protruding from the heat zone in this Therasage sauna. So that's another reason why I love it. You guys check it out again, therasage.com, and then use code HAPPY to save. Now let's get back to this episode.
Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Happy Hustle Podcast. I truly am so grateful that you took the time out of your busy day to spend time with me. Now, if you got any value from this episode or any episodes in the past, it would mean the world to me if you could please leave a five-star review and share this episode with your friends so we can continue to spread this message. Guys, as always, it's been a blast. Now go out there and happy hustle for your dream reality. Yeah.